Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. Fucking this shit's been an absolute blast. Let's let's just rip this shot. It's been fun. Let's cheers to the pod, dude. Yeah, cheers to the pod. This We're is live. An, I, I want to I want to verify this is not a crackum. This is not a crackum. This is just a pre This is a Saturday night with the boys. This yeah. is a boys. Yeah. Boys. This is what yeah. Saturdays are for. Hey boys. Cheers. Fireball. Let's cheers, go. bro. D, this one's for you. Ugh, Call okay. me in, Brady. Call you in? Yeah. What do you mean? Hey, that you never hear that phrase? Welcome. Call us in, Brady. Welcome us, dude. Yeah. Oh. That's what that means. Welcome, All right. Welcome to Around everyone. the Cooler. <laughs> Welcome, guys, to Around the Cooler, the fantasy football podcast. Did you guys like how I got like low, oh, deep yeah. and low? I'm trying to get sexy with our listeners. Yeah, this dude, that was nice. Yeah. So all yeah. the bots could just speaking of tune sexy. In a what do you guys more? think about my outfit today? <laughs> <laughs> so, if you guys could just picture what Brady looks like, just picture a peasant from Game of Thrones. Yeah. yeah. So. Uh, just for some background, I went to a Renaissance fair today, and I thought it was going to be, I don't know, not that cool. I had a blast. It was a great time. Everyone dressed up, looked just like me. I mean, there was people that looked way cooler than me, to be you honest. You walk around in that outfit like on a daily fucking basis? I, I mean, those people do. I do don't. Do you? Oh, no. Where did you even get that? So uh, you LARPed. You LARPed. I, you live action role played today. Yes, I looked that up. Well, once you guys told me what that was, I looked it up later and I was yeah. like, oh, yeah, that's. I guess I'm LARPing. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, man, it was, a good, it was a good time. You didn't answer my question. Lie. Where did you even get that? You I didn't, didn't get You think I got this? That's what I'm saying. Like, where do you even buy that? I don't. My wife gets everything for me. <laughs> everything I wear, it's from Mary, dude. Everything. <laughs> I got to find out where Mary found that. That's hilarious. Everything. Yeah, dude. But, yeah, so I went to a Renaissance Fair. I went to... I went to one back in the day in high school and I went for, because I was enrolled in AP Euro. Did you guys take any AP classes? I took a shitload and it was a waste of time. You know I was too dumb to take (laughs) AP classes. (laughs) Well, I was also too dumb to take AP Euro. So (laughs) speaking of that dude. So I told Mary that last night because we were talking about going to the Renaissance fair. Yeah. And she's all, oh, have you been? And I was like, yeah, I went to one. And she's all, what, really? Why did you go? I'm like, oh, I was in the AP Euro class. And she's all, you're in AP Euro? She all, probably laughed I, at you. I was, all, I was all, yeah. And she's all, did you get a good grade? And I was like, <laughs> well, what's your definition of a good grade? <laughs> and then she's all, did you pass? And I said, I didn't get a good grade, no. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely failed it. But yeah, I went to one back in the day, and it was a good time. I took a lot of AP classes. They're a waste of time. They're a big waste of time. Especially when you take the test to get college credit. I failed every one of them. Yeah. You stupid. Know, you know what else is a waste <laughs> of time? Talking about AP classes, dude. Yeah. Let's get into some football, boys. Let's go. Uh, so, um, some NFL news of the week. So, we haven't recorded in a week. So, we try to do this once a week. But the latest news for the week, Dalvin Cook, trade rumors continue to swirl. Right. Uh, teams have been calling the Vikings about Dalvin Cook uh, and they are fielding offers. Right. Uh, he was linked to the Dolphins, but a trade doesn't seem likely now that. Of course, he's linked to the, the Dolphins. man. A chain is there. Right. Devin A chain is there. 15 running backs there. They need another one. You yeah. guys think uh, Dalvin's on the move? I do. I do think he's on the move, dude. He's got a pretty good cap hit. Yeah. And they're going to need to pay Justin Jefferson. I think Kirk Cousins is coming up. He's a little bit more of an aging running back. He's been productive. He's managed at least 1,300 scrimmage yards his last uh, four seasons. But for me, it's too high of a cap hit. I think they're going to try and move on from him. From him. Um, they did re-sign Madison, so they got a guy waiting in the wings. They drafted Dwayne McBride. I liked Ty Chandler. I got They got some serviceable running backs behind him. So see you later, Dalvin. Frank, you think he's gone? Do I think he's getting sure? I mean... The reason why I think he and if you do, Frank, I'm sorry, D. I didn't mean to, or I meant to ask you this as well. Where do you guys think he goes? Let's start with that, D. Go ahead. I think he goes to Tampa Bay. Okay, he's a Florida boy, right? That's that. That would be Florida Florida State. Yeah, I knew that. Okay, I knew that. Finally, bro, I knew that, bro. (laughs) You did not. You did not. Yes, I did. I knew he went to Florida State, and I'm pretty sure Tampa Bay (laughs) did not draft a running back. So, Rashad White's the only guy on that team, and. He's good, but he's not great. He doesn't look yeah. like a three-down back to me. Yeah. So kind of a I, scat back. I could see him coming in, and they're going to run that two-backfield set that they liked um, with him and uh, Leonard Fournette. So, And Dalvin kind of just fits that profile for me. He could run between the tackles. He could also catch balls just god. like Leonard Fournette. He's a god, dude. So 
I think he goes back to Florida. Yeah. I mean, I think that's a great pickup for Tampa Bay if the, if that happens, right? So right. like you said, you know, uh, Rashad White there, but he's, I mean, you bring Dalvin there, he's immediately going to take over that starting role. Yeah. There's going to be would, no room for Rashad, so. I would draft him in the same spot. Yeah. The, the value doesn't go up. The value doesn't go down for me. Yeah. Okay. So let's say he, that he does get moved. Uh, what are your, what are our thoughts on Madison? Dude, I love Madison. Madison really? to me is Dalvin Cook light okay. with less tread on his on his legs. Okay. I watching being a Dalvin owner last year when Madison came on the field and break off a big run. There's no I difference. I was screaming at the TV until I realized it was not Dalvin Dude, Cook. They the look exactly the same. Back. So they run, they run similar. They run the same. Okay. They attack the the hole the same, dude. And it's like literally, it's like it's a clone. It's like it's little brother right. running the same damn position. Right. So let's say Dalvin does get traded. And in this case, let's say he does go to Tampa Bay. That's not that's irrelevant for this next question. Right. Right. But where does Madison go in terms of redraft for uh, drafting? You purposes? draft Madison and how you, in my opinion, how you is would draft Dalvin he, Cook. He's he a first a rounder. First rounder? No okay. Wow. 100%. All right. No doubt. I'm not I'm not reaching that. Far. Back end. Back end first round. 100 percent. Madison. Okay. Yes. 100%. Who do you take first? Dalvin or Madison? Well, Dalvin's going to go before that. Dalvin has always gone middle first round, upper and upper first round in that four, five, six, seven range. I think Madison warrants enough consideration if he's the guy there and there's nobody else there, just based on how that offense runs. He's a, he's in the first round around where you would draft Joe Mixon, that type of back. Tell me why you wouldn't. I just trust him more as an uh, RB2 for my team. Madison? Yeah. So yeah. I think he's probably more third round, and that's just me. I hear what you're saying. But he just hasn't proven it. Like, he hasn't proven it, but like he's flashed here and there. What's interesting about that statement that you just said, D, is that you you take rookie running backs higher than that. So how could you sit there and tell me that just because he hasn't proven it, you doesn't he doesn't warrant a first round draft pick? Because Madison's been in the league for three or four years and behind he, he, uh, a god of a running back. And now if you just like you just said that he's basically Dalvin Cook light, and they drafted a running back. Did they draft a running back? Yeah. Okay. Very well, good. There goes my fucking <laughs> argument. <laughs> nice, brother. <laughs> okay. D now in that D- one. <laughs> Dwayne McBride was a late round pick. Okay. But he was a top five running back on a lot of boards. Sure. I think just from a pure running standpoint, running between the tackles and like yards per rush and things like that, he was really, really good. Ranked one amongst the highest in this draft class. Yeah. The problem is he can't pass block. And he caught five balls in his whole football career from Pee Wee all the way through college. Oh my That's god! So he d- he can't catch balls, That's but he could run. If and he can't pass block, he ain't playing in the NFL. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I don't think he takes. I don't think he jumps Madison on the depth chart. But Ty Chandler is another good back. Okay, and he was buried. Ty Chandler so is a good back. He came from. I, the That's why Jets? I like Madison, but. You have to hit on your first round pick, dude. Yes, you do. It, okay, that is so ballsy. What my concern is that okay, so say you don't take Madison in the first, and then you want him to take him in those third rounds. He, you're contending against split backs at that point. That's why I think he's more valuable than third round. Is I guess yeah. is what I'm saying. Yeah, I can see that. Anyways, but. okay, cool guys. Well, that is a fun topic to discuss, Madison. Yeah, for me, I think uh, I'm kind of with D. I, I mean. I don't know. I'm not really touching him as a first-round running back, but he does have value for sure if Cook is gone. Uh, let's get into Anthony Richardson here, guys. So rookie QB that went to the Colts, right? Yep. Rumblings around the league are saying that he may start week one. If this is the case, where are you guys targeting Richardson as a QB? Dangerous. In redraft or dynasty? Oh, well, I guess dynasty. Dynasty, he's going pass. top. Yeah, five. he already went top, right? Yeah. Dynasty. So let's say redraft. Are you guys taking a chance on him as 100%. your as your QB one? Hundred percent. Really? I would, I would take a chance. I would take. But a chance. I would. But it'd be a la- it'd be a late QB strategy. Yes. So I would take a chance on him, knowing that I'm not going to take a quarterback until maybe the tenth round. Exactly. So like, listeners, if you if you're that if you're taking that approach, which I've taken many times that you just sit there and you wait on a quarterback for 13 rounds. This is the guy because D did this four years ago with Lamar Jackson. Absolutely struck gold. Guy took him to a championship. Didn't look back. I think he won nine and two that year. 
whatever it was, dude, he yeah, was unstoppable. Just, he was yeah. dropping about 30 points a game. So that's 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 the reward there. Yeah. And Minshew is currently listed as a starter right now, guys, right? Yes. So yes. do we think – I mean, I think we can all you know go across the room here and agree that Richardson probably has the upside to – you know, take over no doubt Minshew no as doubt. a starting QB in terms of fantasy purposes. We're going to see him this year for sure. Yes. Yeah. It's just a matter of when, right? Could so you ima- it could be similar to how Bar- Baltimore rolled out uh, Lamar Jackson the first year, how they would bring right him away. in with certain packages. Yeah. So. And we have to remember um, Steichen's there now, mm-hmm. right? So he loves those offensive of coordinator from Philly the last two years has or did tremendous success with Jalen Hurts. I mean, and Herbert before that's a, that. I mean, that's, a, that. that's, that's an right. understatement, to be honest. Tremend- Jalen Hurts couldn't throw the ball coming out of college. Dude, that was my so biggest problem about he him. He looked like AR. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Very true. So we'll see what happens over in Indy, whether or not AR gets to start right away, whether Minshew you know, starts for a couple games and then AR comes in. But I think um, the consensus here on Around the Cooler is keep AR on your radar going into the fantasy season. 100%. I think he's the only quarterback – from this rookie class that you can keep on your radar. Yeah. From a I fantasy agree. standpoint. I agree. Uh, okay, guys. It's time to get into crack them. The best part of this. The best game. part of this podcast. Yeah. The time we get to drink. I mean, to be fair, we get to drink whenever we want. We've been drinking all day. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to crack them. Frank, what are we cracking them to? We're dude? cracking them. So it is Saturday and the Lakers just took a 2-1 lead on the Warriors. We're cracking them to the absolute ass-kicking that we laid on Golden State tonight. Can't wait for 2-2 on Monday, baby. Let's go. <laughs> oh, you want to blow us out? Hold my beer. Let's yeah, go. let's go. Cheers, boys. Great win today. Oh, man. I think I've said, oh, man, after every time I've drank the beer. Yeah, it's good. But that's okay. Um, yeah, that was too. a big win for us Lake Show fans. Do you guys, do you guys think we go up 3-1 next episode? Or next no. episode? Next Every game. other game with AD. We Every win other six. game. We win in six. I, that's we a weird six. thing with him, right? Like, God, it, it's it, it's it's mind blowing. Yeah, it's mind blowing. Fascinating, dude. You are so talented, and how are you just? You know like, who that reminds me of? Remember Miles Gaskin two uh, la- two years you think ago? Miles Gaskin. Every, is no, Miles Gaskin. Bro? Every every other game, he blew up two this years is, ago. This is a stretch to really pull it back to football. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Miles Gaskin. You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of Pal Gasol, dude. And Kobe having to yell at that guy. That's are you going to be one. the white swan? Or are you going to be the black swan tonight? Yeah, he did yeah, do yeah, that. Yeah. He did That's do that. actually a good one. All right, guys. Let's circle back to football here because this is a football podcast. So we just wrapped up the draft, right? And we dove into it last episode in terms of spots we loved and where rookies landed, you know, spots we didn't like. Let's get into some winners and losers of the draft. Let's start with losers, okay? So – Veterans. Veterans, yes. Yeah. So veteran yeah. players, skill position players, right, for fantasy purposes. Um, These are players that... But we think were affected by yes. the draft. Es- established right? players. That's yeah, key. established players who were affected by the draft. So I'm just going to get into my pick here right off the rip, and that's Jonathan Taylor. Sorry, Frank. Fuck you, dude. Sorry, Frank. I know we kind of touched on Richardson a little bit here, but we're just going to dive into it a little bit, bit more um, regarding this situation. So AR is there. Right, he's there to stay. Jonathan Taylor, I mean, he's been on the downswing the last couple of years. He's behind a shaky line. Now he's got to deal with a dual threat QB, who, as we noted, Steichen is notorious for developing into monsters, a la Jalen Hurts. I, I don't know, man. I I think the I think the Jonathan Taylor love should be down this year. I don't. I mean, you're still taking him first round redraft, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's still going first round redraft. Most likely top five. Most likely still top five. Agree. I just think with Richardson there, like I said, and Steichen there, he's going to want to develop that bad boy into something special. And I think Taylor is going to, you know, be an unfortunate victim of that. Very talented running back, but kind of saw the wheels come off a little bit. Mm -hmm. You know, he never really dealt with injuries like that in college. So it was kind of a surprise to see him get banged up as many times as he did. And the Colts weren't good. That was a really good offensive line he ran behind when he was the number one overall running back. And they just did not A couple years ago. Not last year. Two years ago. Yeah, Yeah. that was two years ago. Yeah. So two years ago, number one overall. 
he was picked number one overall this previous draft. And if you spent that draft capital on him, you did not oh. get significant return from him because he dealt with a lot of injuries. Mm -hmm. Good game here, good game there. Honestly, this is what now you're for for him. Yep. So he's getting close to that he's, cliff. He's he's hitting the end of that running back window. I think Taylor's days of being the number one overall fantasy running back are done already. Yeah. The, and I mean, and let's not forget, you know, just recently, uh, they who did they draft? They drafted another back there, right? Yeah. It's not Paul. that they drafted another. No, well, so they, they drafted the pass catching back. They had another back called. Well, yeah, yeah, Johnson. he's not. Gonna, he's Zach not gonna, Moss is still there. Yeah, he's, he sucks. Though, I mean, it, that back they drafted, he's not going to take over JT's role. All yeah. I'm saying is, you know. They're keeping an eye towards the future, maybe, right? They maybe are realizing, like you said, DJT's days are coming to an end. They have Moss. They That's just, not what D they said. Ju they just drafted that running back. That's not what back. D said. D said his days of being the first overall fantasy running back. Okay. Well, I'm saying that his days are his, probably close to being. So he's saying his days are numbered. I mean, overall, dude, like you have to draft him. He's, he's close in to the, the first cliff. round. He's most likely a top five running back because the talent is still there, but. Just don't draft him thinking you're going to get that guy from two years ago. Yeah. There's just too many factors that are cutting into his, his success. Yeah. Anthony Richardson. Yeah. The team sucks. The line the sucks. sucks. It's like, you're and they're probably going to push out Gardner Minshew or a rookie quarterback, you know, and if they're going to run that Shane Steichen system, similar to how they ran it with Jalen Hurts. Multiple backs. Multiple backs. Yep. Who's getting fourth and one? Yeah. Who's getting fourth and goal? That's yep. going to Richardson, dude. Yep. yep. So Agreed. it's going to cap his touch touchdowns. Good back. I mean, I would regrettingly pick him with the fourth or fifth pick. Like, God damn it, I have to take this guy because because <laughs> the ceiling is there. But deep down, I'm going to know, like, I fucked up. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> okay, so I disagree wholeheartedly. I, I understand what you guys are saying, and I get it, and I'm not saying it's not true. But I will say, if there's anything that's on this guy's side – it's the fact that he's he's pretty young. Yes, he's in year four, like you guys are saying, but he's still he's still twenty four years old, or twenty five. He's maybe. still young. He's still super young. He doesn't have a lot of tread on those tires. Yeah, he had had a down year, but Saquon Barkley had two shit years and then rebounded and was really good. Yeah, but I know it's a stretch. I get it, but I'm saying if you take him four, I wouldn't be pissed about it. I'd be I like, I the upside's anyone, there. No. You know? I, yeah, I hear that. I don't think anyone would be upset if you take him and then within like the top five backs. If you and D to your point in Stiking's system, fucking Miles Sanders, who is a substantially less talented running back, did what he did. So I think at minimum he should be able to replicate that. And he also had a great offensive line in Philly. Right, but two years ago in Indy, that offensive line was the best offensive that line. That line's in football. not there anymore, that line brother. Is, that line is gone, dude. <laughs> They're gonzo, dude. All of them. I mean, I mean, are the guys still there? Is what I'm saying. If the guys are still there, can the potential still be there to return to at least be good? So some good. of those pieces are still there. Yeah. But the problem is they just got older or they got injured and they they have not been the same players. Okay. And again, back to my point, AR is now there, dude. Steichen's going to find a way to run that guy. Right. And I'm not saying that's like not true. Like a fucking racehorse, I'm just saying dude. if Miles Sanders is able to do that with Jalen Hurts, why can't Jonathan Taylor do that with a rookie So do you think Jonathan Taylor is better off now than he was last year? In last terms year? of in terms of being able to provide fantasy production last year, hmm? yes, because last so year let, was okay, a shitstorm. So okay, oh, so hold on. So let's say AR was not drafted, right? And they drafted whoever a non quarterback, a non running quarterback. Would you say he'd be in a better position he'd, now of than he'd be he is? in a better position with a for with a more field general type? The situation is worse this year than it yeah. was last year. Yeah, I mean, I'm just saying I don't necessarily think if you have to take him for three four five that you should be pissed about it oh yeah me either dude i'm just saying I his think days as being the number one running back might be over might be over but his days as being a rb1 are not is what i'm arguing okay i think there's some validity to that dude yeah top right. 12 does not seem right but if I'm, still, if, I'm, if I'm using the fourth overall pick i don't want a top 12 running back yeah. i want the, i want running right. back one. i get that i get that that's a good I point get that. yeah that's a good point i get that cool guys uh so yeah Jonathan Taylor, my loser of the draft. Not bad. It's you good. got a loser, Frank? Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's a loser, but not really. He's in the yeah. NFL making millions of dollars. Yeah, so. yeah. he's 
he doesn't. Get he doesn't feel right to, to call Jonathan Taylor a loser because he's a really good running back. I know. Yeah, it feels yeah. weird, right? And like, to be honest, with all due respect, be... Mr. Taylor, yeah, <laughs> your situation be... just got worse. Yeah, that's and all. To be that's, honest, all I'm, that's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. I think he gets surprises. Well, I just say that because it's on my dynasty. Yeah. <laughs> that's for another day. Anyways, my loser is Rashad Bateman, man. First round draft pick, 2021. I liked him coming out of college. Highly touted out of University of Minnesota. Run a sub 4-4. Good route runner. Nice hands. Flashed some potential in his two seasons, but injuries have slowed him down. Foot injury last season held him to five games. He had a splash game here and there, but was relatively boomer buster fantasy. Year three as a receiver. Crowded room now. Odell Beckham shows up. They draft Zay Flowers. There's so many there's there's just so much here now. There's so much more problems. And I had Rashad Bateman a few years ago on my dynasty team. I shipped him out immediately the first chance I got <laughs> for a first rounder to to my boy Jay. Yeah. And he took it. Has improved that he could be the guy to me that just says a lot when a team goes out and they not only draft a receiver, but draft an aging number one or sign an aging number one receiver into the into the room. Mm-hmm. So there's just problems there, like all over the place. Yeah. I think for me it's very simple. Lamar is a running quarterback, and he can't throw the ball. <laughs> that's the only – I mean, really, that's the only point I need, Sean. You guys remember that movie? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, really, like, th- I agree I agree with you, Frank. I think, you know, I mean, any wide receiver there, in my eyes, is a loser, okay? But the fact that they did bring in Odell, the fact that they did draft Zay Flowers, what does that say about Rashad, right? Like, they just dropped this guy. A couple of years ago. Yeah. Expecting him to be a number one. And, you know, unfortunately to Rashad's, you know, detriment, they're not utilizing him the yeah. way that he should be. No. And he hasn't been healthy. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's a combo of things. But, yeah. Totally agree, Frank. Yeah. I, Big loser. <laughs> Big L7 I mean, he's not a loser. He's, out, he's rich. He's having a great time. I mean, all these guys are With rich. With all due man. respect, Mr. Bateman, <laughs> I just feel it's not to your benefit to slide down the pecking order of Lamar Jackson targets in a limited passing offense. Mm-hmm. Number one target is going to be Mark Andrews, no question asked. Always. Now you add a giant personality like Odell Beckham, they're going to pay that guy too much money for him to only catch one or two balls a game. There's yeah. a good chance he's probably going to be the second target to Lamar. Mm-hmm. You know, they're already working off the field, tweeting each other, you know, FaceTime and doing whatever the shit they do. Then you add Zay Flowers a little bit of a similar skill set to Bateman, smaller, faster. Faster. I don't know if Bateman is a better talent than Zay. I agree. So I can't make the promise that it, like okay, he's the third best target on that on that team. On top of that, Lamar isn't known for his p- passing prowess. There's just too many there's just not a good enough he's just not good enough. There's just too many mouths to feed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And on top of that, that's, this is a run first team. I know they switched um their offensive coordinator. Yeah. And they're going to pass the ball more. But, I mean, Lamar's going to run the ball. J.K. Dobbins is going to run the ball. They're going to throw to Mark Andrews. And then maybe they'll hit Bateman a couple times. I don't know. Personally, I think he's on the outside looking in on that offense. So if you guys had to draft one Baltimore wideout and redraft, who would you go? Oh, God. Gun to my (laughs) head? Do I have to? You have to, dude. Let's say you're in the 14th round. No wideouts are going. You need one bad for depth or pres- I'm purposes. Taking, Who are we going? I would take Zay. Out of that entire wide receiver? Over room? Odell and Bateman? I would take Zay because I think he's got the most home run I potential. would take Odell because I know he's going to get red zone looks like he did in L.A. I would also take Odell just based off the amount of doll hairs they're paying that guy this season. I think Odell's washed. So do I, but I still think the amount of money they're paying that guy, they feel, I mean, I feel like they're going to feel forced to throw that guy the ball, you know? So I don't know. We'll see. But yeah, I think the consensus here around the cooler is stay away from all Baltimore wideouts. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Stay away from anybody that Lamar Jackson is going to throw. The they ball produced to. Hollywood. Yeah. And yeah. Hollywood it. Brown. Yeah. Yeah. Oh dude, that's right. I forgot about him. Yeah. He did. He that's did some it. big things. Uh, D, let's get into your loser, man. My loser, with all due respect, (laughs) is going to be Travis Etienne. You know, I'm curious to hear this take because when I saw this in prep, I was like, that's an interesting take, dude. Yeah. But go ahead. Well, so he lost his rookie year due Mm -hmm. to his Liz Frank injury. Yep. But this past season, 
he was healthy for the most part, and he showed the NFL why he was such a highly touted running back coming out. He was a big play waiting to happen. He finished the year as RB17, solid, mm-hmm. you know, RB2. He played all 17 games, pr- productive, but if you're an ETN owner and you watched some of those games, you just know there was so much, like he just left so much to be desired. Yeah. He had some fumbling issues. There were moments where you're like, where is ETN? Oh, that's right. He fumbled. So his ass is sitting on the bench again. <laughs> um, he never really found his groove as a pass catcher. He had really inconsistent hands. I think week one, he legit just dropped a wide open touchdown pass. And he just was very much a rhythm runner. So when he wasn't in, in his rhythm, you could just tell early on, like, oh, crap, I started the wrong running back this week. Um, and I just got the sense that even though Etienne was the guy shouldering the load, he had about 70 to 80% workload after that James Robinson trade, the sense that I got was the team preferred for him to just split time. Yeah. And I think he had a chance to really take the stranglehold on the backfield, but he just didn't grab it by the balls, and the Jags ended up drafting another running back. Now enter Tank Bigsby. Yeah, that was an interesting pick. Um, And Tank is good. He's a very capable back. They're going to share the backfield. Um, When Etienne and Robinson were both on the team at the start of the season, it was very close to a 50-50 split. And I feel like it's going to go back to that 50-50 split with Tank Bigsby because Tank does everything well. He doesn't exceed at everything, but he's the perfect, you know, other back. Almost like a Jamal Williams and Aaron Jones where Etienne is the Aaron Jones. He's the home run hitter, the flash. And then Tank is going to be more Jamal Williams of like the Thunder. Mm-hmm. Not that he's a bruising running back, but he's just solid. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yep. So... To me, I feel like Etienne is going to be a loser because the addition of Tank Bigsby is going to lower that ceiling. Okay. And he's going to stay in RB2 territory. I think I think he was ready to take that jump to RB1. I think they're going to split the backfield, try and protect him from injury, and he's going to stay in that RB2 territory. And they added Demetrius Johnson too. They did. So That's a great point. It could be a three-headed backfield, which they did run in the Eagles when did. Peterson was there. So That's true. Peterson loves his backs as well. So, speaking of Etienne, where do you think he might go and redraft? Where, are you, ta- where are you looking to take him? Probably 3-4 turn. Yeah, it's okay. RB2 territory. Yeah, RB2 for sure. I think that's a solid. And that's a good RB2, I think. I oh, think dude. so, too. That's an RB2. Yeah. He's going to get upside. better, potentially. Yeah. yeah. But. Yeah. Frank, what do you think? I mean, yeah, I'd take him 3-4 RB2 range and be pretty pumped about it. Would like you rather have him or Dobbins? J.K. Dobbins from Baltimore? Mm-hmm. Dobbins, no doubt. Okay. Yeah. Why? I think that team's... He's due, bro. That team is, is a run-first offense. He's been due for offense. years. That team is a run-first offense. You know what they're going to do in Baltimore. They're going to pound the rock, whether it be Lamar Jackson or the running backs. You know, like, what, like, what have we been talking about for the last three episodes? Dude, Don't draft the fucking receivers <laughs> from Baltimore because they're not going to throw the ball. They're yeah. going to give it to the running backs or they're going to give it to Lamar. Yeah. But over in Jacksonville... Trevor Lawrence is becoming the man, the chosen one, the chosen one. He definitely took and what happens this year to those types of players. The running backs don't matter anymore. Mm. Sometimes they do. No, no. The, to me, like if you're drafting a player in that two to that three, two, three, four range as your RB two, you need him to produce. You're not drafting a Clyde edwards alaire there. So would because you you're going to be in would trouble. You, would you put, would you put Trevor on the same pedestal as like a Justin Herbert, like an up and coming Justin Herbert? I would put Trevor Lawrence a step below Herbert because he doesn't have the arm that Herbert has. Okay, Herbert's arm is it's it's golden arm. He's got it though. He's got yeah, but Trevor he's got showed it. it. You're talking about he's Trevor. Got, yeah, yeah, he's Trevor. got Moxie. Yeah, he beat him in the we playoffs. He came back. From what thirty point? So deficit. if you if you spent your third round pick on Etienne and he stayed RB seventeen, are you happy with that? You're getting an RB two. Hmm. I mean, if I'm getting Etienne as an RB two, I'm pretty happy. I don't care where I get him at. Yeah. Right. You know, I think I don't want to repeat what you said, really, basically, but yeah, he's going to put up points in that offense. Yeah. And. To me, not only is he an RB2, but he's an RB2 with upside. You know, like you mentioned earlier, he flashed last year where, oh, man, this guy could be 
something special. Give me better hands and a little bit. I was going to say, yeah, unfortunately, the consistency wasn't there, but he definitely has talent, man. You know, so we'll see. I don't know. Uh, Should we move into draft day winners? Uh, I could throw one real quick. J.K. Dobbins. J.K. Dobbins is a draft day winner? Yeah. Okay. Um, I'll touch on him super fast, but he's a winner because they didn't add anybody to that backfield. And he flashed enough in that second half once he got his ACL repaired for like the fourth or fifth time. Mm -hmm. He was averaging like six yards a clip. There was no passing there, but they also didn't have Lamar Jackson. That offense was terribly ran by Huntley. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. Like I think Dobbins could have a sneaky good year this year. I see him being a top 10 back. Yeah, I think you just have to be very careful with running backs who are in a offensive system where the QB is also the main running back. <laughs> yeah, this is true. So you just have to be careful, which brings me to my draft day winner. Oh, God. And I want to – I think this is an interesting take um, because if you are – this is for the serious fantasy listeners, listeners right? So if you're a serious fantasy listener, you're dissecting moves every week that can affect your players, right? And I think this move affects this player tremendously. And I'm talking about Justin Fields as my draft day winner. Now, a lot of people m- might be like, what? I don't I don't get it. There's Where are you getting at? Yeah, where are you getting this? So I don't want to judge uh, our winners and losers, based off of skill positional players that may have come in that may affect them. I don't know if you guys noticed or watched the draft, but the bears drafted an actual live bear. Have you seen this fucking kid? No. Darnell, right? That tackle. Oh my God, dude. (laughs) He's, he is a little live bear. The guy is six, six, 333 pounds, but he's also smooth. I watched the tape on him. He's got great feet, uh, you know, adjust laterally very well. But in the SEC, did not allow Will Anderson, the third overall pick, to get by him one time, not once. That's and impressive. To, and to follow up okay. on and to follow up on that, out of 388 designed run plays, he blew zero blocks, dude. Zero blocks. Blocks designed run plays. What do the Bears love to do? Run the ball. Justin Fields is going to continue to run, run the, the ball. ball. That offensive philosophy has not changed since the fucking 60s or 70s. I'm going to shit all over All they guy. do is run the ball. Justin Fields has himself a run-blocking specialist. I think he only adds to the value that Justin Fields provides with his legs. I'm not sold. I know, Frank, you're probably going to rip into him a little bit with his arm, which is a fair point. I don't think Justin Fields is going to you know, provide fantasy value with his arms. He's still... The chunk of it is going to come from his legs. All I'm saying is that's going to increase dramatically with the addition of this offensive tackle. I think they, you know, like I said, provide more QB run design plays. I think he scrambles more. I think he pushes Jalen Hurts for the rushing title in terms of QBs. He was right there last year with him. He was right there last year with him. Uh, And I would not be surprised if he finished as a top five overall fantasy QB. Just based off his legs. If he does anything with his arms, that's just anything. That's just that's just an added bonus. Ten, right? Ten and he got some weapons now. He got DJ Moore. I mean, I'm again DJ Moore's good. I like DJ, DJ Moore's Moore. good. He's got Claypool there. Uh still commit. I mean trash, dude. We can't we gotta stop using that guy as a weapon. Dude, that yeah. guy's not a weapon. That guy's a butter knife. <laughs> he's not what are you a, cutting with that? He's not dude. even a butter knife, dude. Like, he's a spoon. <laughs> the point I'm trying to make is he has more but yes, playmakers there than he's ever had. And if he does anything with his arm, then it's a, just an added bonus to on top of, you know, the production he's going to provide with his legs, which I think, like I said, is going to be more with the draft pick of Darnell Wright. Frank thoughts. Oh, my God. Frank, we know you. We know you don't like this guy. So I let us know. I do not like Justin Fields one fucking bit. Like I don't either. He's a good guy. I'm not a good guy. I'm sure he's a great person in real life. I'm sure he's super nice. You know, he came out of Ohio State, right? Yeah. Yeah. So okay, I'm just gonna read you guys some numbers here, and, you, and I'm just gonna react to him. Okay. First two years of his of his NFL career, worst sack percentage, 13 percent of the plays he's he's sacked in. The okay. next ninth, the next is ninth. Worst interception percentage, 3.6%. Second most sacks taken. Second most losses. 
Second worst yards per play. Second worst passing yards in the NFL. Third worst <laughs> passing rating in the NFL. Third worst passing completion percentage in the NFL. Fourth fewest completions. Fourth fewest for fourth quarter comebacks. Sixth fewest passing yards. Sixth fewest passing touchdowns. Eleventh most pick sixes. But can he run? Yes, he can. But and, w- and what did that get you guys? What did that get you? A fucking top ten fantasy <laughs> yeah. football quarterback. <laughs> All that in a top. I think you finished number seven. Damn, right? did I, just I would seven or six? I, I would I just, drop my fucking mic if it wasn't strapped to this boom right now. <laughs> did I just? Did I just prove your guys' point? <laughs> I don't like Justin Fields, man. But I. But you're right. Like the allure there from a fantasy perspective is that he's going to do it with his legs. Because if he could do anything, literally fucking anything, with his arm, he would be the fucking best fantasy quarterback in football. I agree. Or, the, or rival the best player in fantasy. If he could do anything with his arm. Yeah. The numbers don't lie, Frank, and those are some terrible numbers. But I will say, to the start of the season, they were not using him correctly. I agree. Not to mention week one which, uh, was actually, the rain game. Which I was actually going to loop, and it's that's a good one. I'm glad you brought that up. So the, so the reason why Jalen Hurts became Jalen Hurts is because of Steichen, right? Like They surrounded him with the cast to get him to become who he is today. Yes. And that's great on Philly. Do I think Chicago's going to do that? Fuck no. And it proves the fact because they put him in a system and said, hey, we know you're a square peg, but this is a triangle <laughs> peg and you're going to fit into it. Right. And what happened? He looked like absolute dog shit for the first like three weeks of the season. And so they're like, wow, this is terrible. But they adjusted. They adjusted. But do I think that that Chicago Bears type of attitude is going to surround him with the tools to make him better? I don't think I don't see a Jalen Hurts type leap from him is what I'm saying. I think I do. Well, you. I think you hope. Let me say this. I don't guys. hope because I'm not touching him. <laughs> I'm just saying he's a draft day winner because they improved that line. I hate him, dude. To which they run the ball all the time. Yeah, I actually don't even know what point I'm arguing over here. I don't either. I've had you s- just, like 17 you, beers. You just don't like all him you because did was it's just say, not, he it's just threw not this. your style, he threw bro. That. Yeah. It's just not your style. It's just not my, it's just not my He's type. just not your style, dude. He's not my style either, but he's a winner, man. Well, He's not a winner. What do you mean? <laughs> he's a fantasy winner, dude. <laughs> He is a fantasy winner. Dude, the, remember when I drafted him and I was like, yo, this guy's going to be a lottery ticket. And by week five, I dropped him. And then D, you picked him up week seven. And then you ran him to the championship. Fantasy basically. winner. Freaking yeah. damn straight I did, dude. Yeah, you did. Listen, the guy's a winner, okay? Even though he's had his passing struggles, he had an upward trajectory from year one to year two. They added all that help. Another offseason, another training camp. He should only get better. There's no hiding it. This is a make or break year. For Justin Fields, if he does, he doesn't need to become Jalen Hurts in year three, where Jalen took that massive jump and now he's a superstar. But Fields has to get better. He needs to show the Bears that he could be their franchise quarterback, or they're going to move on and they're going to suck again and draft another one of those quarterbacks coming out next year because there's a shit ton of good quarterbacks waiting in line. They found a recipe for fantasy football success when he started to run the ball. Here are some numbers for you, Frank. From week six on, he was a top 10 fantasy quarterback in all but one week. He was a top five quarterback five times. Number one overall quarterback of the week three times. He had eight rushing touchdowns, over 1,100 rushing yards. Who cares if he can't lead the freaking team with his arm, dude? Like, who cares? All I care about are the damn points and running quarterbacks score them in bunches. That's right. I like that. Right? And, and he's going to run more than ever. Now behind Big Dick Darnell, baby. <laughs> Let's yes. go. That's right. That's what this whole conversation's about. That's and I don't right. want to discount what he did, but he did become a poor man, Jalen Hurts, dude. Yep. And he carried many teams into the fantasy playoffs. You alluded to this earlier. I picked him up off the street, and I rode his ass into the fantasy playoffs. You did. And I should have won the damn league. Because I won 13 straight fucking games, <laughs> and I built one of the best teams our fantasy league oh, has ever seen. Yeah, but that's did. beside the point, dude. That's a story <laughs> for another pod, okay? The point is, I was able to grab a QB1 off the streets, dude. Yep. I found a fantasy diamond that you left in the trash and, and almost made me a league winner, dude. And you kind of wow, talked, talked about suck, this early. But no, to, I didn't. But earlier, but to back up your draft tip, you got to take a shot on those young, unproven running quarterbacks late. Because whether you draft him as your second quarterback or your first quarterback, if they hit, they become the difference maker for your team. Fields is not going to be a late-round draft pick this year. 
Nope. He flashed. He already yeah. showed it, dude. His ADP right now, very early in the draft season, is ADP 61. Right around round five, right? Round five, round six. Yep. I think that's fair value, dude. If you can snag him there, there's a good shot you're going to get a top five quarterback. Fantasy quarterback. But he's one of the few that has true fantasy quarterback one upside. He yeah. could be the guy, dude. Yeah, I honestly just wanted to run all those numbers out real quick like that and just sound really cool on the podcast. So You sounded really cool, dude. Thanks, man. You sounded like shit. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> dude. Uh, I just don't like Justin Fields, man. Just, that's all right, sucks, dude. dude. But you're right, and of course, he's I know a, that he's I'm, not a good. I know that you're right because I literally said exactly what you were saying earlier about taking flyers on these types of players. But yes. I'm just like this guy he, sucks. He's ass. not a good NFL quarterback, but he's great for right. fantasy. He's that's gonna right. he's gonna lose more. He's gonna lose double digit games every year. That's okay. As long that's as he okay. wins double digit games for your fantasy team, exactly. that's all that matters. Yeah. I believe in him, though, dude. They, really? they they just hit rock bottom, dude. Yeah, I guess they're not gonna get worse. Oh no, you can get worse. I mean, you can, but they you can really always shouldn't, fucking dude. They get added worse. Darnell, they added DJ yeah. Moore. Like, yeah. six, seven wins this year? No we'll way. See. I'll I give it. I give that over under six, four, five and a half. Aaron Rodgers left. They might beat the Packers. That's true. They might. Shit, I don't even think he could beat Jordan Love. <laughs> nah, I'm just kidding. Jordan Love is trash, dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, D, uh, who is your winner? All right, my winner. On the field, Joe Mixon. Oh, yes, okay. dude. Yes. Joe Mixon, winner on the field, big idiot off the field. That's <laughs> right. Chase Brown, I'm looking at you. Go get he, yourself some I, Chase Brown. So he's dealt with multiple legal issues this offseason. He hasn't been charged with anything, but it's not helping his case to stay in Cincy. But I think he's the winner because in my eyes, despite all the legal shit he's got going on and the trade cut rumors, the Bengals didn't use any early draft capital on one of these high-profile running backs. So to me, it looks like Mixon is going to get the rock one more year in this high-powered offense. And even though they drafted Chase Brown in the fifth round, I just don't see him being a true threat to take that backfield. He's going to be the backup to Mixon, a true handcuff. If he shows out in camp, I'd be surprised and force his way onto the field. He was Dan Brugler from The Athletic. He was... Uh, Chase Brown was Dan Brugler's 12th ranked running back in this class. Yikes. Yeah. That's your boy you just drafted. Let's bro. go, baby. Um, some interesting things about Mixon. Uh, I was kind of surprised. This is his seventh year in the league. Yeah. Yeah. And he's only that, 26. That is surprising, actually. So he came in very young. From a fantasy football standpoint, most running backs are only relevant for about three to four years. Yeah, mm -hmm. he came out of Oklahoma. So that's right. Nicely done. It's impressive that he's still going and he's still been such a productive workhorse. And he's one of those few three-down backs in the NFL. But that's a lot of tread on the tires, which makes me a little bit nervous. And I'm watching him play the last couple of seasons. He's definitely not as explosive as he once was. He did finish as RB10 last year, but his numbers were heavily inflated by that monster game, that five-touchdown, 55-point fantasy game. I agree. I think you remove that from his you remove that game, his numbers are going to look good. I wouldn't great. say you remove it. Like I if you if you half it, then that would probably give you a more realistic yeah. perspective. I mean, ultimately, pending his health, I expect him to be another solid high-end RB2, low-end yeah. RB1 with some upside. But it's he's it's good for redraft, but if I'm dynasty, I'm getting nervous. I think the cliff is coming. Oh. I'm he's, nervous. he's definitely not going to be on the team next year. They got to pay Joe Cool. Yeah. And Higgins. Higgins. And Chase. And eventually Chase. Yeah. So. I'm nervous. I'm a dynasty owner, bro. I, I have him. I love him. He's He's been awesome. But I agree with you. His So when we drafted for dynasty two years ago, he was absolutely awesome. And then I noticed the same, as you were just saying, you know, last year, it looked a little different. He didn't look as fast. He looked like he was maybe no big plays pushing through some things a little more. The offensive scheme was the same. Very volume dependent. Volume dependent. You know what it kind of reminded me of? Remember when Le'Veon Bell came off that monster year and then he started to kind of see that slow drop off mm -hmm. it, and they just kept feeding, feeding him the rock? Same thing with him. And it's which is funny because Joe Mixon runs very similar to him. So... As a dynasty owner, yeah, I'm nervous, bro. But I mean, like, at this point, what am I going to do? Like, I got to ride this last year out, especially my team as a dynasty owner. My You're a contender. Yeah, I'm a contender right now. I need this fucking guy to hit. 
if this guy doesn't hit, I'm fucked. Yeah. I need this. <laughs> I need this. I need this so bad. But oh man, it's just you, you know it's just tricky with the with these types of situations. Like especially with the contract thing, man. Like I guarantee you, if they don't re up him and he goes somewhere else, you he's off of everybody's board because yeah. anytime any running back does that, they don't see any team anything remotely close to their success. So seeing this trajectory that we've seen these last few seasons, is he a first round pick? I think he's exactly probably re- redraft. He's probably where he's always been, which is late first, early second still. I Do agree. you take him or Alexander Madison first? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I would take either of them. You, you know, gotta, if you I take one, dude. if I was 12, I'd probably take like if I was 11 or 12, like you, you kind of have that back to back. So you can kind of not give a shit which one you pick. If, if you hope Madison is sitting there in the first round and you don't take him, dude, I'm going to give you so much shit. I agree, ah, man. I'll I think take him. I think if Madison's the clear back there. Oh, in Minnesota, dude, let me you tell you something. I'll take him 155% like the year that you guys were like, you love Michael Vick so much. You should take him first overall. And I was like, I did. And then what did I do? Won you a fucking won. championship. You yep. did win. So, and look yeah. what happened. when I told you to take Saquads. What happened? He put up his best season ever, ever. But yet, nonetheless, yeah, I, I probably, I probably still take Joe Mixon because I know what he's gonna do. But if I was twelve, I take hurt. Madison right afterwards. He was not, he was only hurt for three games last year, and that's the first time that that's happened to him in his career. It opened the door for my boy, Perrine. Samaj P Ryan. He was awesome. P Ryan, baby. P Ryan was awesome. Block, we talked to him. Thought, we talked about him block. a few years ago. So I like me some P Ryan too. He's or a few in, uh, episodes ago. He's in Denver now, right? You got a guy, Frank? Who's your winner? Oh, dude. And P. Ryan is in Denver. That's what I thought. Yeah. Okay. My winner's Austin Eckler. So I thought the Chargers were going to take a running back. So did I. I mean, we almost took, we almost had a chance to take Devin A. Chain. And then, you know, if you he listeners heard the last episode, how pissed off I was at that Miami took him right before. But yeah, Austin Eckler's my winner. Um, the RB1 from last season. You're drafting this guy. The RB1 overall. The top V1. Fantasy football V1. running back. PPR this formats. Arguably, this is either your one or two, depending upon if you like him or Christian McCaffrey. Take you your know. pick. But you t- you draft this motherfucker and you ride him all the way to the all the way to the playoffs. You think so? I think so, bro. I think I think after this though, after this is his last year. I was gonna say what concerns me about Eckler is the amount of volume he's received the last couple years but it's, it's not just a rushing little, volume it's, no it's it, catching it, it doesn't matter it doesn't matter you're it still, does matter it doesn't you're still getting hit at the end of the play i mean i think he does a great job of knowing how to get hit like he doesn't ever get hit that hard if you watch him run okay which is a weird thing to say i know but like if you watch eckler play he's always like as soon as he's getting hit he's going down or he's juking like he's he knows how to get hit i don't know He's I think tough, that's dude. worth something. Eckler's Eckler's tough. Pound for pound, what? one of the strongest players in football. He does get yeah. banged up, but he's tough, dude. He plays hard. Yeah, it concerns me. Like I said, though, just the amount of volume that I mean, no doubt he's top two, three redraft in terms of running back this year. Still. Christian McCaffrey is your one, huh? CMC for running back. Yeah, no, for overall. Overall, yeah, dude. I have a sleeper running back as really? my number one overall. Yeah. Should, should I spill it now? Go ahead. I think Bijan's going to finish number one overall. No, who do you draft first overall? I just said it, Bijan. Bijan, wow. Oh, dang. You got I mean, balls. I like balls. I mean, look at where he landed, dude. Look at the talent he is. Look everything, at the everything scheme points he landed to him. His. Yep, everything points to him finishing as a number one RB. I mean, that's that's just my thought process. But back to Eckler, what concerns me about him is the same thing that concerns me about King Henry. King Henry, when I mentioned to you guys, you know, a few episodes ago, that I think we start to see a decline in his production, and I think the Titans start to see, are seeing that too, considering they drafted Tajay Spears. Tajay Spears. Yep. So it's yet to be seen, but I don't know. D thoughts on Eckler beyond what you mentioned already? I think he slots into the Joe Mixon conversation that we just that I just had. I think this is going to be his one last ride with the Chargers. He's trying to get paid. He is underpaid. He's been a very productive running back for them, almost 40 touchdowns total from scrimmage the last two seasons. And the guy's, this is going to sound silly, only making $6 million a year. He wants that Christian McCaffrey money. I mean, and and can you blame him? Point, no, yeah. I don't blame I mean, him. You he can't deserves blame it, dude. Yeah, you can't blame But him. unfortunately, you chose to play running back, and the running backs don't get paid like that anymore. That's right. And 
look at the team you're on, bro. Yeah. Spanos is a cheap bastard. <laughs> all right? Yeah, he is, And dude. we need to pay Justin Herbert. We have a lot of money invested in these wide receivers. Like, I love you, Austin. But with all due respect, Mr. Eckler, <laughs> you're not going to get that kind of money. He was looking for a trade. And there's some rumors that some teams kicked the doors on him. But anybody that trades for Austin Eckler knows that he's going to want to get paid $13, $14 million a year. Yeah. So I just don't see a team making that move. Unless they're a true contender, like maybe middle of the season, like, hey, do you still want to get traded? Because we're trying to win a Super Bowl here and we're gonna, you're going to help us. Other than that, dude, like they did not do anything to threaten that backfield. Yeah. He's got a firm stranglehold on that backfield. Isaiah Spiller was the rookie they drafted last year. He didn't really amount to anything. Josh Kelly is a solid handcuff if Eckler ever went down. He's electric when he touches the ball. It, But it's it's him. He's that guy. You don't really know what Kellen Moore is going to do, what kind of scheme he's going to run, but I think that's going to be Eckler's backfield. He's going to be another fantasy monster. Yep. So yep. draft him with confidence. Confidence. First pick, second pick, third pick, no pick, take him. Yeah. No pick. <laughs> uh, Boys, this was fun. Really quickly, actually, I just want to touch on to wrap up. In terms of the Chargers, as Chargers fans, you guys, does Justin Herbert break the all-time guaranteed money record for a QB? And when is that going to get done? Didn't Deshaun Watson, what did that guy get? Oh, he got fully guaranteed. He got fully guaranteed. Yeah. Do you think he breaks that? Yeah. No. In terms of annual average. I don't think anybody guaranteed. ever does that again. That's a, that is amazing, that guy. That's how dumb Cleveland is. <laughs> are you... I, are you are you asking if he's going to make more guaranteed money if he's just going to get a bigger contract than like whoever's the biggest right now, which I think is Lamar? Yeah, Lamar's most. He'll yeah. get a bigger contract than Lamar. As far as guaranteed money, I don't know if he's going to get more guaranteed money. Do you think he deserves more guaranteed money than any QB out there? Outside of Mahomes, let's say? Yes. You think? Okay. So that's, just, that's just the way the NFL rolls, yeah, dude. That's so just like, the way it goes. Yeah. Like Hurts, like does, does Lamar deserve more money than Hurts? No. Arguably not because he hasn't done shit. No, but Hertz just got paid. So what's like what is what is what does everyone's agent do? Like okay, yep. we're gonna give you a little bit more. Yeah, Lamar just got paid. So whether it's Burrow or Hurt that or Herbert that gets paid next, they're gonna get a little bit more. Yeah, and that's called players looking out for players. And in terms of players <laughs> looking out for players, boys, I'm ready to wrap this up. You guys ready to wrap this up? Let's do it. I want to watch these fights. All right, all right. Cheers, guys. Episode four in the books around the cooler. Check us out. Listen to us on Spotify and all streaming platforms available every Monday. We're out. Late. See ya.